are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candice Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candice D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We have got to talk UVA a little bit more because I want to prove a point. I want to hammer home the fact that UVA certainly showed up against us defensively, but did not do it last night against the Seminoles. And I'm just confused. as to what is it about teams that make them step up a little bit harder for Carolina? I mean, I truly know why, because we're the University of National Champions, but they always seem to play their A games against us and it never really bodes well sometimes when it comes to these top teams teams but let's talk about that today we also have to talk about some you know really exciting or maybe not exciting for some news when it comes to the ACC might help us down the stretch here in March when we looked at rematch against Duke as Jalen Johnson has decided to take his talents to the next level and he'll forgo the rest of his eligibility so that'll be interesting conversation to have of course Twitter blew up about opting out versus quitting and all that good stuff and yeah you know I we have thoughts but we'll talk about that as well finally got more ACC news I mean Boston College is finding itself a new coach after an abysmal season but I really beg the question you know with Carolina and Duke you know top tier teams having rough seasons it's interesting how we you know allow certain coaches to get away with bad years and down years but then when certain other coaches are not you know holding up to the standards with which I guess a team like a Duke or Carolina is we're just like yep gotta go (laughs) you're not you're not the guy so let's have that conversation all right today happy Tuesday I hope your Tuesday is off to a great start got my Peloton workout in if you're ending the day I hope you get something some you time in on this Tuesday and you're celebrating you know just being here right being on the other side but let's talk about you UVA versus Carolina. I know it was an awful, ugly game. 48 to 60. Virginia pretty much dominated us throughout the entire game. Not pretty much. They did. <laughs> right? UNC was a UVA was a defensive monster against us. Our scoring leader was Walker Kessler, right? With nine points. Kerwin only had eight. Armando had seven. RJ and Dayron tied for six. And Garrison had five. It was just not the offensive showing from a Carolina team that's been averaging 74 points. Just embarrassing, pretty much. And the fact that Caleb Love was not in the top five from anybody when it came to being a scoring leader says a lot after just putting up 25 points and being your freshman of the week. We had 30 points combined for guys who had 25 plus minutes on the day. Guys who played for 17 minutes with no points. It was just, it was not a great showing for Carolina, but you couldn't say the same for UVA's performance last night, which had me so perplexed. I was so griping on Twitter about the fact that we couldn't play last night's UVA team who played the Seminoles, right? They lost 81-60 in one of their worst ACC losses in years. Now, why couldn't they play like that against us, right? They had eight first-half turnovers. They came out sluggish, came out sloppy. It was almost as if they had given everything in that Carolina game, everything to dominate, right, and take over. And it just didn't make sense as to why it was such glaring. I know tight turnarounds are not always the best for some teams and it proved so for UVA. Granted, we I mean, okay, let me let me stop back. 
I know good as hell well we were not going to shoot like FSU, but man, still, maybe the team would have had more confidence, right, had they seen the Cavaliers make more mistakes. Maybe when Carolina was down by nine, maybe there would have been an opportunity had Virginia turned the ball over a couple more times, could have got back in the game. I still think, though, Carolina hurt themselves when it came to the free throw line. They hurt themselves at the three-point line with only shooting 12%. It just... (sighs) frustrating, right? You know you can beat good teams, but you have to do it time in, time out. We obviously came up short against FSU, but that was even an even tighter game than what we saw last night between FSU and Virginia. So if you're thinking, oh, the ACC tournament is a lock for anybody, think again. There is no surefire team that can, you know, come out right and win it. I think that teams like Wake Forest can come and disrupt things. Teams like Virginia Tech are able to come in, you know, shake things up a bit. Syracuse might take your lunch money, and it's just anybody's game, right? Duke could feel themselves one one night, as you saw against uh, Duke and NC State game. State came out feeling themselves a little bit, but it was just different. It didn't have the same crowd energy, the home court advantage that they're used to having when they beat Duke at home. But yeah, they obviously wanted to win on Coach K's birthday as well. But hey, there it is, right? So overall, I think that the ACC is just very much a down year, (laughs) very much struggling. So it's anybody's day. So don't think that Carolina's out of it is all I'm trying to say. Don't assume that Carolina doesn't have an opportunity to win the whole thing because when they play well, they're with the best of them. They just have to do that consistently. Now, I will say one bright spot about UNC's offense is it clearly frustrated Jalen Johnson enough to make him want to leave Durham. I'm just kidding, right? Just kidding, just kidding. But we can pretend, right, that the Carolina loss that the Blue Devils took on probably didn't help Jalen Johnson's case for wanting to stay at Duke much longer. He opened his career with 19 points, 19 rebounds, and five assists against Coppin State, but he suffered a foot injury a couple weeks later and missed three games. After returning to starting lineup, Jalen came off the bench for the past three games. He played a combined 23 minutes in the past two games, scoring just three points in eight minutes against NC State this past weekend. So I guess him and his camp decided that he was done and I don't even know what camp means for college kids but I digress I'm pretty sure his daddy just said I ain't making him play no more but hey you know (laughs) all right in his statement Jalen Johnson said quote I appreciate everything about my time at Duke coach K my teammates in the program have been nothing but supportive throughout the season especially during the rehab of my foot injury my family coach and I have made the decision that I should not play for the remainder of the season so I could be 100% healthy in preparation for the NBA draft. This was not easy, but we feel it's best for my future. I have nothing but love for the brotherhood and thank my teammates and everyone associated with the program. Duke will always have a special place in my heart and will always be a part of me. Interesting. I got to run it back. I don't know how many games that Kyrie Irving played, but I think this might beat it. (laughs) I think he played less games. He will get drafted, of course. He probably will have a great career, all that good stuff. But we all know Kyrie is also a head case as well. So I don't know. I don't know. I think opting out is interesting. But Coach K said, while we are encouraged by what we are seeing medically for Jalen's future, we believe this decision is in his best interest. We are ultimately careful with every one of our players and will continue to support Jalen as he progresses toward his goal of playing professional basketball. He deserves to be fully healthy for the upcoming NBA draft. Now you notice, okay, maybe I'm just being petty. You notice how Coach K said, while we are encouraged by what we are seeing medically, meaning to me, because I'm, you know, on the other side and I'm petty Betty sometimes, I think, you know, it gave me vibes. 
<laughs> that Coach King's Coach K saying we're encouraged by what we're seeing medically, meaning your foot was gonna get better enough to where you could have finished the season. But we're gonna go ahead and say, you know what, don't don't worry about playing. I feel like from what I've known about Coach K, working in my time spending at Duke, what I've seen throughout the years, he his background in the military, you know, all that head case stuff in terms of being non quote unquote quitting, whatever, what have you. I do agree. Yes, go get your money. I know you talk about Zion and him telling him to go to the league or whatever, but I'm not sure I ever, ever see a Coach K saying, yes, okay, stop playing during the season and go get your money or like go get ready for the NBA draft. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Please hit me up at Kennedy Cooper at Locked on Heels. Let me know. I just don't see Coach K being cool with. <laughs> yeah, we got four games of the season. It's been a rough year. F it, just don't come back. I don't know. I Because he could have opted out a long time ago. Now, when they had the whole controversy about whether you should opt out or opting out is quitting and yah, blah, blah. And he's going the, the in, in, I don't even know what you call him, a writer, college basketball writer, whatever he is, host, talking about opting out this far in the season is quitting on your team. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Candace, the athlete, is like, yes, you go hard for your team, you finish it out. Corporate Candace is more do what you got to do for yours because everybody else going to do what they got to do for theirs. Like, I understand the optics of it, but at the end of the day, you don't write no checks for that man in his house. You don't know his family situation, good or bad or indifferent. You don't know mentally what he's gone through this year to get where he got to get. So I just, you know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not condemn an 18 to 22-year-old who is playing a game for free. But we keep harping on the fact that they're playing for free, yet nobody does anything about it. So at this point, it's just falling on deaf ears. But I digress on that as well. <laughs> I digress on that as well. I do, though, agree that at the end of the day, Mind your business. Mind the business that pays you. Write the article about him opting out and then keep it pushing. I don't think it has to go to these egregious levels of, oh, he's a quitter. He's this, that, and the third. Bad vibes. It's just, it's too much. Like, we're all surviving a pandemic. Let's go back to that. Let's remind people of that. <laughs> I think that's being, you know, thrown under the table, thrown under the bus. Like, we're just, you know, keeping that at bay. We're not re- over and over. We need to remind people that this is a pandemic. So, Yeah, that's my three cents on that, that you didn't ask for, but you got. Cool. So all of that to say, listen, it might be a great matchup at the the beginning of March when we have to play Duke again. It might be another dominant performance from the heels. We'll see. Not having Jalen Johnson is certainly going to hurt the Blue Devils, but Carolina has also played like they don't got no sense. So you just never know. You never know with the Tar Heels. But you don't have to travel far for the game. As we know, it'll be a home series. Hopefully everything going right. But if you are traveling from wherever you are, because, you know, Carolina fans are everywhere, make sure you have rockauto.com all set and ready for your car. They have everything you need. It is a catalog that is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfer. Do-it-yourselfers, that one. (laughs) Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. And you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Now we're talking about Valentine's Day and the fact that everyone was feeling the love. Some people had single awareness day. Whatever you had to do to feel some love, I got it, right? But UNC decided to show some love to teams around the country as it opened its DMs for any opponents who wanted to play them between 26, 216 and 218. So coming up here would be today or Thursday. Carolina got lucky because plenty of people answered the call. You know, teams all over, <laughs> right? But UNC ultimately went with Northeastern University. Northeastern is 9-7 and seven overall in second place in the Colonial Athletic Association with an 8-2 and two record in league play. The Huskies split a pair of games at Towson this past weekend in their first competition since January 24. 24th? Good Lord, help me. You, you, you struggle? You saw that? Okay, cool. Northeastern postponed four games from January 30th to February 7th due to COVID protocols. So a perfect candidate to play Carolina after everything they've gone through, right? The Tar Heels have played only six home games this season. Three earlier non-conference games at the Smith Center were canceled due to shortened schedule in addition to three ACC games which were postponed and have not yet been rescheduled might not be rescheduled because I feel like Coach Laranega from Miami is not messing with the heels right now after having to travel only to be told the game would be canceled after it was revealed that Carolina players were engaging in post-game celebrations without masks. So don't look for that Miami game anytime soon. Now when it comes to Northeastern, 11 of the other 14 teams in the ACC have played Excuse me, not Northeastern, but just ACC teams, ACC teams in general. 11 of the other 14 teams in the ACC have played nine or more home games, including nine teams that have played 10 or more. No other ACC team has played fewer than seven home games to this point in the season. Northeastern will be playing its fourth Power 5 conference opponent on the road this season. They've played Syracuse, Georgia, and West Virginia Pretty formidable opponents there. Bill Cohn, their head coach, is in his 15th season with the Huskies. He is tied with Jim Calhoun for the most wins in school history with 250. Carolina is scheduled to return to league play again after they play this bad boy on Saturday, playing Louisville at 6 p.m., another team that is sitting up top of the ACC leaderboard. So, Great action. Glad they got an opportunity to get a game in, right? We know that Carolina is still trying to figure out its way, trying to bounce back. I hope they take Northeastern seriously. We'll give you guys three keys to victory tomorrow as we gear up for the Huskies. But as we saw with North Carolina Central, Carolina better come on. As we saw with College of Charleston, Carolina better stop playing. All right, as we saw with Stanford, as we saw with Texas, the non-conference games are nothing to play with. Carolina struggles sometimes to get up for teams. Carolina struggles to play at its potential. Carolina struggles just to just be on the floor, my God. You know, it just is that is that kind of year, right? Now, I will say, Carolina, when they're feeling themselves when they're feeling up to it. They're very emotionally, they're a very emotionally led team, which is so, it's hard. But now that I think about it being 18 to 22, I get it. 
but they're so emotionally led. And I just hope that they figure it out and however they have to do it with this consistent shooting, consistent, strong defensive play, making the fundamental things like free throws, minimal turnovers, all that good stuff. I just hope Carolina figures it out soon <laughs> because we only got a couple games left here down the stretch. Speaking of a couple game, games down the stretch, man, oh man, can I talk to you guys about some more crazy ACC news? I know it's not all about Carolina today, but listen, you got a lot going on. So I mentioned in the beginning of the show how some coaches can have down years like Coach K, like Coach Roy, like Jim Beheim. You know, you have down years but still be the head coach when it's all said and done. No question about who is going to be the head coach. No hot seat, ain't no seat warm, nobody's feeling nothing. That is not the case for, I mean, I would also say Tony Bennett. I would also say Leonard Hamilton at this point. They got some lifetime contracts going on at their universities. Now, I will say that it's not the case for every team. I understand why, you know, we want to see excellence. ACC is a top tier Converts when it comes to college troops, we know that we want to be bringing in about 11 teams in the tournament. Will not happen this year, but that is usually the case. So it made it very interesting as to the recent firing from Boston College as they let go of their coach, Jim Christian, effective immediately, the school announced yesterday. So their assistant coach, Scott Spinelli will, Spinelli, will serve as the interim head coach for the remainder of the season, which is about, what, five games. Their athletic director, Pat Kraft, said, I know that Jim gave everything he had into leading our program and mentoring our student athletes. Ultimately, the program is not headed in the right direction. And though I hesitate to make a midseason coaching change in any sport, now is the right time for us to look forward. We wish Jim and his family all the best in their future endeavors and thank them for their service to Boston College. Child, that's spicy. Not only do you just let, not let him finish out five games, but you also, <laughs> you were also going to make this man play with scout players in order to fulfill contracts for you know TV and for ACC, you know, playing conference and fulfillments. Insanity, but okay, let's let him go because he's doing the best he can. I disagree wholeheartedly with letting people go during COVID. I think it's egregious. I think I go back to my college football conversations with you guys. It's horrible. I don't understand paying guys millions of dollars to not coach. I don't understand the buyouts. I don't say any of it. I think it's horrible to fire people in the friggin' pandemic. I think it's the worst thing ever. Maybe because it's from a place of <laughs> experience, but just in general, I just, I don't understand with everything going on, you make people take pay cuts, you make people, you know, restructure contracts, you don't let them go. Like, I understand, but like, you can't, you can only ask for so much from a player who is going through a life altering situation. You can only pull so much out of them as a coach, right? That. Even the most world-class coaches in Vince Lombardi is not going to make you do but so much during a pandemic, right? All these, you know, top-tier college or coaches you name, like Coach K, Coach Ward, they're doing the best they can. They're trying to, not only are they trying to literally survive on their own, they are trying to motivate kids who have to play a free game in front of thousands of people every other night, right, for nothing, and then hope that they get the opportunity to do that for money someday. Makes no damn sense, but I digress. 
I do think, though, it's an interesting conversation how certain people can have down here and it mean absolutely nothing. And other coaches literally have to be – I mean, at what point does, like, you have to get at least one national championship to get a lifetime contract? How does that work in college basketball? I would love if you would, you know, come on the stage and let me have that conversation with you at Locked on Heels, at Candice Cooper. Hit me up. How do you get insured to have a lifetime contract? Because we talk about guys like Tom Izzo. Lifetime contract to me at Michigan State. Yeah, I don't know why, but yet and still here. He like people of character, like good character. He's a good guy. Like he's been enough in the top conversation long enough. And we're right on the cusp. Like, what does it take for a Boston College? What are your expectations? Maybe your expectations are a little too high of what your program should be or what you think your program should be. Right? Like maybe they're never going to be a UNC, a Duke, you know, a blue blood. Hell, maybe they're not even gonna be a Florida State. <laughs> maybe they're not gonna be a Georgia Tech. But they could be the best damn Boston College they could be. Right? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a little aggressive, our expectations for our squads. But come back down to earth. I feel bad for Coach Christian, but I hope he finds wherever he's landing next and all of that good stuff. So that's my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I gave. Right? So if you're betting on whether or not some of these coaches have had, who are having down years, who have quote-unquote lifetime contracts, should ever get the opportunity to just go ahead and retire or let it go, I would love to know what the over-under is on that happening. So if you do that, make sure you go to the one place that has you covered and one place that I trust. That's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account, use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is thankfully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college football, basketball, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. All right, so as we wrap up today's show, let's just recap here, right? Carolina is on the men, finding a new game. We'll play tomorrow against Northeastern. We'll have three keys to victory as we're trying to beat the Huskies. Maybe we'll sleep. Maybe we'll wake up. Who knows with this Carolina team? It's probably going to be one of their best shooting performances of the year, and we'll all sit here and talk about how Carolina's back, and that's just what they needed, blah, blah, blah. When in reality... It's the expectation. It's the standard. They should be beating teams like the Huskies. They should have beat or been in close competition with Virginia, but I digress. We're going to talk about more as we look at the schedule, the remaining games, possibility of being rescheduled, opportunities to play again. Will we see that Miami game? What will it look like come tournament time? You know, what opportunities do we have to be at the top tier? Can we get off the bubble? Really? Can we get into the top 16 conversation, right? We've got a couple games left. Maybe maybe we're going to have to have one. Can you even imagine Carolina being a Cinderella story when it comes to an NCAA tournament? But here we are. So those are the things that we'll talk about tomorrow. So make sure you guys come back. Again, you can hit up at Locked on Heels, at Canis D. Cooper. Special shout out to our sports that we don't talk about often but still should be recognized. We got tennis, men's and women's, both being national champions. We got golf doing great things. Head to GoHeels.com if you want to read more information about those respective sports. You know, swimming is about to start ACC championships, all of that good stuff. You know, I like to give love to Olympic sports as well. So there is that. Make sure you guys come back. I appreciate your time. We're going to have a great hump day episode, Wednesday goodness, Wednesday wellness, all of that good stuff. Stay smart, stay safe out there. You already know the drill. 
Wear your mask, wash your hands. Please just stay inside so we can get through this thing together. As always, I hope you guys have a great day and go Heels.